Hello and welcome back to the True North CFL podcast. Back at it again with our sixth off-season special. I'm your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at aka Jimmy Leach. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Curry SK. My name is Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Doing Radio or on Instagram at Carter Kennington. Awesome. Oh yeah, Taylor. Guess, yeah, plug the socials. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll plug our socials. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at True North CFL Podcast. Uh, we're really active on there. We post our our interviews up on there and stuff, and uh, we think it's pretty good content. And uh, we're on Twitter too at True North CFL Pod, and we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube under True North CFL Podcast. So go like our stuff and subscribe, and uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we just recently launched a Facebook page too, so if you want to go oh, and right. follow that or like it or whatever you do on Facebook nowadays, uh, <laughs> I know we're all young guys, right? We don't really check Facebook, Facebook. but yeah, the face, yeah. Uh, go go like our page or follow our page over there too. And yes, yeah, Taylor mentioned we're doing interviews now. Some additional content for you guys as we're all stuck and trapped at home uh for we've got we've done a couple now i think we've done two or three and then taylor we're not gonna say who you're interviewing tomorrow but you're doing one on the day of recording the next day and that could lead to another interview so let's hope for that and let's we lined up that other interview today too, and oh yeah, yeah, got some other stuff cooking, and it's good stuff uh, coming it's up. A good, it's a good time for sure, man. Lots of content for you guys right now. So let's get into the news. Uh, CFLPA Vice President uh, Eskimos, I believe he's a linebacker or a long sniper for them, Ryan King. Playing with no fans, the league wouldn't break even, which, I mean, that's true, given the situation. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. CFLPA President Solomon Alamimian, we were not consulted before the proposal. The proposal he's talking about is the one that Randy had made to the Canadian government, uh, asking for about $150 million if the league does not play this year. So... I say yikes if that's true and he didn't consult the PA before going to them. Because that was one of their first yeah, he, questions too, wasn't it? it? Was like, okay, how much of like this is going to go to the yeah. players? Yeah, exactly. And it's like oh. when you don't have an answer for that, it's just oh my god. And that's and he, yeah, he, he said he, yeah, he said something tough. along the lines of like a lot of players have part-time jobs. We encourage players to get part-time jobs. What? They're putting their bodies on the line for you in these games. Like, yeah. That's nuts. I mean, that's somewhat true because I do have a cousin that played in the CFL. A lot of them do have part-time jobs, but still, you know, they're sometimes it's term work where, you know, they're only contracted to work for X amount of time and then they go play football. And sometimes they can't extend that or there's other circumstances there. So that's that's not a very good answer. And mm. like that's a basic question that you you have to expect they're going to ask how much of this money is going to players like you can't just be like oh yeah well they'll just give us the money when we ask you know like you gotta you gotta prepare before an interview like this yeah it was you know i've uh 
I mean, we've all been fans of the CFL for a long time, and we've seen a couple commissioners come and go. And yeah, I'm. Uh, it, it's been a little frustrating as a fan lately. See what's going on, and it it hurts the look of our league, in my mind sometimes. And yeah, it, it's frustrating. I don't want to speak bad because met Randy, and he's a nice guy. I mean, there's a lot on his plate, but I think this situation could be handled a bit better. Oh, for sure. Like, Randy yeah. is a very successful businessman even before he came in as a CFL commissioner. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he probably has a pretty decent idea of what he's doing, but the problem is no one has ever gone through something like this before. Like, That's true. Yeah. The last major pandemic like this was the Spanish flu in 1918. You know, so there isn't exactly a template for pro leagues. Yeah. Like, okay, what do we do here? You know? Like, yeah, you can hate him for all of these things, but you also don't have anything to really compare it to. You can't really say, like, oh, yeah, you should have done what, like, person, first man should have done because he did it better. There isn't that. Well, and you see that with all these leagues, too, now that, like, it's almost like everyone's kind of, no one wants to be the first league to jump back in, you know? They yeah, have set well, dates, isn't kind it? Isn't of, it? But I think I wait. Which one did you say? Sorry. Well, the NBA they have. I yeah. think what July. The, the NBA is doing some stuff. NHL is coming back July tenth. Yeah, so I guess things are slowly moving, but like, but that I'm I'm excited because that. Sorry for interrupting, but that makes things look uh, likely for that September start date if things keep going how they're going. Yeah. And I just hope at some aspect fans can evolve safely. Yeah, for sure. They gotta include fans in some way. I don't know how they would do that, but yeah, hopefully there is a way to get that done. And then former Ryder CEO Jim Hobson says the CFL's ask for 150 million is not out of line. And I don't know, like, obviously you don't, you never go into a negotiation and be like, we need this to, this is our break-even point, we need this. So, I feel like it probably could go a little lower. I mean, I personally don't think that 150 is that crazy either, when you think that it's a full football league, you know, like, I don't think, I don't think anybody was really disagreeing with that portion of it. I think it was like, people were freaking out for the first little bit, but then when they actually thought about it, it made a lot more sense. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. I think about it, and about a third of that money is salaries. Like, if you if every team was at the max, times it by nine, that's about a third of what they're asking for. So, I don't know how much the, you know, acts, uh, the staff we don't see get paid, like the football operations and other staff in their business. So, I don't, I feel like they could go lower, but I, I don't think it's unreasonable either. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know what? Ticats signed former University of Michigan DB Shannon uh, Stribling. Stan Peters signed former NFL defensive back Raymond Richards. CFL players in... Oh, yeah, we need to talk about this. CFL players enlightened liberal MP Peter... Uh, I think this guy is a uh, MP for the London, Ontario area. He said it would yeah. be alarming to see the dollars given to the CFL by the Canadian government going to American players. And 
American players responded here. Uh, I got Mike Riley's tweet right here. He says, it's, quote, alarming that he would feel this way about uh, U.S. players. I've been paying Canadian taxes for a decade now. I have two daughters with Canadian birth certificates. Spent hundreds of hours of giving back to Canadian communities. As of all CFL players, both Canadian and American. And I think Mike Riley is right. Like, people... Oh, he that, said that perfectly. Yeah. Because well, these yeah, American like, players, they don't just come here and leave. They pay taxes here, you know? Like, yeah, they're not just yeah they're not just flown in on the weekend to play the game and then they go back to their home in the states. They're here for like six seven months of the year at least, and yeah, they're paying Canadian taxes on every dollar they earn and every dollar they spend. Like, why wouldn't they deserve that? Yeah, that and, and where's and where's majority of the fan base in the Canadian Football League? It's here in Canada. They are doing this for Canadians in terms yeah. of like a viewer base. Yeah, like, why shouldn't they be seeing some of that money? Absolutely, well, they deserve that money. Not that, it, yeah, not that. It, obviously, it's not like a trillion dollar company or nothing, but like it does bring money to like you know Regina and cities host the Great Cup. It's a big economy boost for them, and it like mm-hmm. it's not just like it's a big money grab. It's it does a lot for a lot of the local economies. Yeah, for sure. And another. Space here. Lions signed Canadian receiver Tyler Turner. Um, oh, this is interesting. Each team paid over $600,000 last year to prop up the Alouettes in 2019. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, each team had to give them 600 k That's a little that surprising. A little bit ridiculous, too. Yeah. Now, in... Times like this, we need a feel-good story. So here, here's a good one. Uh, Canadian Bombers running back uh, Bray Oliveira rescues a dog from the Red River. I read about that. That's awesome. Good for him. Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, uh, hometown boy. It was a shame what happened to him this year. It yeah, really Oak, was. Oak Park produces some good football players, and they're all on the Bombers, too. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like You got boy. Dembski... Olivera, and there is another guy whose name is a Steroids, dude. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Freaking <laughs> Mr. Steroids himself there. Yeah, I, I forgot. <laughs> and I think the guy that you're thinking of is Thomas Miles. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, Red Black sign offensive lineman uh, Nate Rogers. Uh, Henry Burris, CFL legend, says CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi dropped the ball during the Fox with the federal government. And congratulations, Carter. Your Bombers posted $3.5 million in operating profit for 2019. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Peters released Canadian defensive back uh, Agogo Maxwell. Uh, Eskimos Canadian defensive tackle Mark Mackey retires from the CFL. Wish him the best. CFL Players uh, Association holds meetings with Canadian MPs. Uh, CFL draft selections are not being offered contracts due to COVID-19 uncertainty. That's a little interesting. Hmm. Uh, well, they, yeah. be- they better get a contract offer after all this ends. Oh, like, for sure they will. Like, 
could you imagine that? You get drafted and then you just don't get a contract? Oh, that would suck. I feel like they're gonna... They're probably waiting on, like, how salaries are gonna work out, because it's not like, oh, hey, Deshaun Brissett, you know, we're gonna pay you, you know, for one year 150000 when, you know, everybody's salaries cut back 20% or something like that. I feel like maybe that's why, but otherwise I'm not so sure. I'm really happy about the signing for the Riders. Canadian linebacker Nakasan Yeka agrees to terms with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That is hype. He's Yeah, that was a good... He's a really good backup for Cam Judge, so good move by the Riders. Uh, Stampeders Canadian uh, linebacker Job Reinhardt retires. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. Uh, September would be the earliest the CFL could play games in 2020. Uh, Grey Cup shifts to win and host format. That's kind of interesting. Uh, that's going to be... I'm excited for it. I think it's a cool little dynamic. Yeah. Um, sure. I understand why they don't do something like that, because the amount of planning that goes into a Grey Cup week, you can't just spring that on a team. But, I mean, for this year, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it's a cool way to... It, it's definitely different on how they're doing it. And it's not like the Riders lose the Grey Cup. They get it two years later. Hamilton yeah, keeps it the year after. Yeah, it's. I mean, it just gives every team a little more motivation to just play that much harder. You know, not that oh, they yeah, need it, but exactly. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like, you know, it's, it's like going to be cool one, to watch. Well, it's one thing to you know you get to uh, like I've I've literally heard from people say like people say that the Super Bowl in terms of like fan interaction in terms of like you know home and away stuff it feels like a preseason game because majority of the people who are there are just sort of there because it's you know it's the great cup or it's the super bowl world series whatever yep. yeah. so for it to actually be hosted in the uh in like the host cities you know or in the host team's city is going to be really really good yep and the red blacks signed former Stampeders canadian db Yogo maxwell Riders signed Manif State University defensive lineman Chris Livens. Uh, oh, man, this is hype. Former Eskimos uh, and NFL linebacker Dion Lacey signs with the Riders. Great move. Yeah. I have no idea where he's going to play, but I love it anyway. <laughs> he's going to play, and that's what matters. Exactly. Yeah, that's... I. I mean, I'm biased, but I think the Riders' defense is looking, like, really good. Really good. Yeah, our defense is scary this year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bombers not to be outdone. Signed former LSU DB Terrence Alexander. Uh, Canadian main pass rusher Deshaun Smith uh, granted medical redshirt, so he is deferred to the 2022 CFL draft. Uh, Hub City Concept sounds good to Regina Mayor Michael Fougere. Commissioner Rani Ambrosi admits which to Canadian government could have been better. Really? <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> CFL permits reopening of every team facility. Good. And this is interesting from a guy we have not heard from in a while. Johnny Manziel. Loved Canada, but the business side of the CFL was ticky-tacky. 
according to him. I've heard Which, things like that. I actually have heard things like that. So I could see someone who's spent serious time in the NFL and has been like a real prospect to sort of see what's been going on in the CFL from what I've heard. And I'm not going to get into who told me or whatever, but yeah, it's just uh, I've heard things that match up with that. I well, have I mean, two occasionally, like we heard about like uh, the whole thing with Kavis Reed, like paying players on the side and stuff. But yeah, like, uh, I don't know how true that is. Like, he got kicked out of the league because he missed mandatory meetings. So, I don't know how much we can necessarily trust him on that. But yeah, what do you think, Taylor? Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, I was totally in it, and then I just lost it. Sorry. It's all good. <laughs> it happens, man. So the Bombers managed to sign NFL wide receiver Monte Crockett, who this guy's got some speed, so Bombers have a lot of burners on their team. This guy has ran a 4.3940. You gotta be hyped about that, Carter. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I've noticed is that, you know, like, the Bombers have never really, like, been the type to look at a jukester, like, somebody, like, they're always just, like, trying to grab someone who's just going to like if you their focus is more on getting guys who are able to part the seas and having the speedster go right through you know oh yeah for sure like you that got lucky better, whitehead better. who is insane uh darian grant this grant. guy yep yeah mm-hmm. um and it's like even like even the guys who you don't really see like talked about a ton like you know your drew wolitarski or your peterman like they can do stuff like they can burn you it's just that, like, you know, they just don't get the chance to very often because of these guys who are, like, uh, who are the Whiteheads and the Grants and all that, who are the really, really fast guys who everyone sees all the time. But I also think that's why they do a lot of the trick stuff because they'll, like, do, like, the sort of, like, they'll uh, do laterals on their kick returns more often. They'll do, like, the fake uh, punt that Saskatchewan did back to us during the West oh, Final. yeah. Yeah. We did that to you guys first, like a year before then in the Banjo Bowl. <laughs> yeah. We'll never admit it. Yeah. <laughs> but we but we scored for ours. Oh. Semi. All right. So the Bombers sign former Steelers draft pick Dorian Grant. I believe this guy's a speedster too, but he's a DB. Oh. Uh Former Argos offensive lineman and Colts GM, uh, Ryan Gregson, is hired by the Browns. Proven CFL receiver Marcus Michelle is still a free agent. He and Darrell Walker, I'm still surprised both of them are just sitting there. Yeah, but I mean, Darrell wants a lot of money right now when we're not even talking about playing a full season. That That one's tough. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see the Red Blacks get one of them because I feel like they need another receiver, like a number one receiver. And both those guys are number one dudes. And then I believe your boy, uh, Taylor Duran Carter, is still a free agent. So, Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> it's a couple. Hanging out, making music I in Florida. Way, 
cannot wait to see the Duran Carter signed in Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, oh wait, she's a former rider. Let's sign him. I'd yeah. actually lose my mind because like he's good, <laughs> he's good, but like you know, Mike O'Shea talks about having the locker room thing, and Duran Carter just yeah, I guess so. I don't know. He, I thought he was okay at BC last year, but then again, he wasn't as productive either. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, I didn't hear you didn't hear anything bad in the locker drawn much like from his own team. Yeah. I mean, my interactions he's <laughs> And then Canadian Oklahoma State linebacker Amen Umbogmega uh test positive for COVID-19 after going to a protest in the USA. And remember, keep your keep your social distance, people. Don't be amen over bingo. <laughs> uh Eskimo signed former Colorado State running back Marvin Kingsey. While playing in Winnipeg, uh Ari Jones uh had received death threats. I believe this was because he was in a interracial marriage, but I know, Carter, you wanted to talk about this a little bit, so have at it. I'm just, uh, I just can't understand why people are so blind to, like, you know, blindly hating on garbage like this. I almost, I almost said a <laughs> naughty word for, um, for our podcast. We're trying to keep it kid-friendly here, but I just can't believe that. I've only heard amazing things about the guy. So it's like, you know, he just, he doesn't deserve that. And it's a shame that that's still going on, you know? Yeah, it's frustrating to hear, especially because this is the league of first, especially for African-American players. Like, you look at Warren Moon came up here when you know, they weren't really letting black quarterbacks play in the NFL, and that was his way of, you know, getting to the next levels, coming through this league. And a guy like George Reed, who... They wouldn't pay him fairly because of his race. You know, it's it's really sad to see that Canada does have some of these problems too. And you know, this story kind of highlights that we do have some work to do as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riders, uh, Canadian linebacker Sam Hurl announced his retirement. Uh oh, this is. Oh wait, where am I? Hold on, I lost my. I lost it. Okay, there we are. Uh, oh yeah, Chris Cutford leaving TSN. Oh, this hurts. No. This hurts, man. <laughs> Oof. This this was That's the, the best. Cat, this is the best play-by-play person for TSN. This, oh, and the CFL, I guess too. But just going over to Sportsnet. So, oh man, uh, that that, that hurts. Yeah, like, I mean, really like, good, good for him, and he's like, he's doing what he wants to do. But he was just so good at the CFL, and you know, it was like I enjoyed listening to him. He's, Not a lot of the other guys on. He yes. can <laughs> he can cast anything. True. He, he yeah. just has an amazing voice. Like he is yeah. like he's the guy I think of when I think of play by play and like a bunch of CFO moments. That's who you hear, right? <laughs> no, you know? exactly. but even. Even the Olympics, like when Crosby scored the golden goal, that was yeah. that was him. Yep, yeah, that was him. So like, yeah, he's been all over the place. Yeah, it just sucks that we're gonna lose him for football. Yep, 
Hopefully he comes back eventually. He did say that was on the table, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, and s since uh, he has uh, announced his departure, TSN is moving Dustin Nielsen up to a CFL play-by-play -play role. So we heard him call, I think, a handful of games. I think it was mostly preseason, but he's done it before, so we'll see how he does now that he's a full-timer in that. Riders legend Durian Durant wants to be in a uh, media or CFL executive role. That'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be all right. I don't think they'll let him though. <laughs> I don't know. He just he he's remember when he stole. Oh, are you are you are you still salty about he took the money and ran? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not mad about that at all because I'm actually like again, get your money. But I just don't think the league is forgiven of. Oh, oh no, Rider fans true. love it. It's just like Robin Bombers, hell yeah. You know, like Dre just took his 70k votes, like, all right, I'm gonna retire. It's like, all right, bro, you know, get your money. But... It's like you gotta like man, if I were like the bombers, I'd see if there was a way that it's like, you know, you you get a bonus where it's like a signing bonus, but you have to suit up for a game for it to actually count. Like most signing like bonuses are like that, but I, I don't yeah. know that bonus is just like Oh, man. And then this new story is just about Can West, but I guess I think almost all of U-Sports has canceled their uh, fall sports, which unfortunately includes football for this season. So a lot of guys, this is really going to impact their draft stock. Uh, I think of guys like uh, uh, U of R Rams running back Kyle Borsa wasn't able to play last year. And this is his final year of eligibility, so, you know, what's he going to do? Because he's a really talented player, too, but, yeah, he just doesn't have tapes. So does he go to the CJFL? Does he try to catch on somewhere in the States? You know, I just I feel for a lot of these kids. Yeah, it's going to be tough for them, and it's, I mean, it's unprecedented times. Nobody knows what to do and how to you know fix it or make it okay right now so it just it, it makes it tough and yeah it's it, it sucks to see this because it's some talent that we could be missing out on and they could be missing out on getting to play too so. oh absolutely and then this is an interesting comment veteran cfl executive jim barker calls xfl quarterbacks quote hamburgers <laughs> interesting oh, take man, I, I like that is uh that is the most boomer thing. Like he didn't even he didn't call them trash. He didn't say you know they were you know like not that, very good. He called them hamburgers. Like you could have what? you could have yeah. said yeah you, you could have said garbage. You could have said trash. Like but like for some reason he picks the the term that was like popular in like 2012. Like I I don't get it, man. <laughs> yeah, like oh, but I I get his point though. Like. The only two XFL quarterbacks I was interested in, uh, PJ Walker, who's the Houston QB, and uh, signed in the NFL. Yeah, I signed the NFL, and then Battlehawks QB, whose name escapes me. Uh, I think it's Tmu or something like that, or Tmu. He I mean, also I... signed in the NFL, so it's like the two good QBs are in the NFL. The ones that are left are just kind of meh. 
I want to know about that one running back who had like a thousand injuries and was still in the XFL. Like, I want to know what that guy's up to because he's a trooper. I feel like Quentin Flowers deserves a shot somewhere as a quarterback. I, he was on the Vipers. I actually kind of liked him. Yeah. But he, he'd be a great Wildcat quarterback for somebody in the CFL, I feel like. And then, I don't know how this happens. The Argos, Toronto Argonauts, who were not the worst team, but second worst team in CFL last year, violated a salary cap in 2019. <laughs> I, I don't know how this happened, but it did. Uh, I mean, oh, I can. They're not I getting can, punished oh, for yeah. it either. Other, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I don't know how you don't <laughs> punish them for it. Can we? Can, can I just say before I explain how they were able to go over the cap? Um, I actually, when you said that they were the second worst team, I had to rack my brain to remember that Ottawa existed because I deleted <laughs> them from my memory. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, there were there were people writing in U Sports teams in the CFL power rankings because Ottawa uh, was so bad. So. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But so the biggest thing was that they paid James Franklin $350,000, which like for him, you know, go get your money. I'm not mad at you for that. Like, but Toronto, that's not a smart business decision. I mean, he was supposed <laughs> to be the future in fairness to and them. And they also, they also paid, um, uh, they paid Walker. I think it was like somewhere around the 420,000 mark. Really? I thought he got paid like yeah. two hundred and ten, but no, it was like it was a wild that's, amount. That's crazy. And and then SJ Green made some serious cash. Oh yeah, Green made money. Yep. And then on to our next story here. Bombers signed former NFL wide receiver Mikhail Mackey, CFL All Star wide receiver Darrell Walker. Quote, holding his position on what he wants. So basically, he doesn't want to play this year. CFL. Oh, wait. I'll let you guys <laughs> let you guys have your takes on that. What do you guys think of Darrell holding his position on what he wants this year? Well, I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do for now. And I mean, a team's going to come asking for his talent eventually. Like, he, he knows it, and the teams will come. And uh, he. I. I think it's special circumstances too with COVID. It kind of helps his case that, you know, we might not have a season or it's going to be short. So he doesn't have to be too worried about missing out on much because who knows, even like if we have a season, the players don't make a lot of money to begin with, unfortunately, but who knows like how much they'll make if they say, you know, we're playing eight games, you only get an eighth of your salary, you know, like something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could be really interesting, and he'll probably yeah just skip the year. I could see that. Yeah, I I personally I just don't think teams because if teams don't want to like if he's not going to budge, if teams aren't looking to like secure him now, if he's going to have the same asking price, teams are just going to go a different route if their stars get injured. Yeah, so, that's fair. He, he's the best receiver in the CFL. I mean, so it's you know it's like, interesting I, to I see could, that. I, I see this as a serious option. I could see a team rather bring Clarence Denmark out of retirement than <laughs> try and bring Darrell Walker in at an insane price. Ooh, man, you're bringing him back. All right, all right. Hot take. That's, that is the bomber in me talking as well. I love Clarence Denmark. He's one of my all-time favorites. But like, I could just see like something like that where they bring a player back. 
Yeah, maybe. Just they just say like, hey, you want one last kick at the cat? It's already a shortened season. Macari you know? Grant. That's a name that comes to mind for me. Yeah, just yeah, just make a quick buck and then say your goodbyes. Sign a one day if you're not on the team that you want to be, and then retire. And then this is an interesting one too. CFL imposes football ops cap uh, reduction for the 2021 season. I believe this is a 20% drop in the uh, league ops cap. Again, I'm not a huge fan of this cap at all, so the drop is even worse, I think. I hope this is temporary because. No, I think it was literally. I think it was due to COVID. Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case because like, you're never the, gonna get a guy like June Jones to come back here if you if you're dropping that coach's cap. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. and you never get the chance to develop like coaching talent in the league either if you can barely have a staff on. True, because it's like okay, so long, young guy who you know is our assistant running backs coach. You know, this is his first job because. He can't pay you, you know, or yeah. Well, yeah, like what was it? Uh, when Scott Milanovic was head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, like the coaches that he had on that team are like they're all head coaches in the league now. Like he had a whole, yeah, he had a whole bunch of guys with him, and he had that chance to develop all that talent, and now we don't have that. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I hope they get rid of this cap suit, or at least they increase it in twenty twenty one or. 2022. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, where am I? Uh, Manitoba businesses sending protective bomber gear to Saskatchewan. Why? You know, they're not going to wear it. I mean, okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Riders quarterback Cody Fajardo uh, releases a garter toss dance video. I saw this is kind of funny, so. Go check that out. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, speaking of, I might be jumping around the page if you haven't seen it. Um, but I'm assuming you guys have seen the uh, the videos of like you know Lucky Whitehead and Adam Big Hill pulling trucks and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the video of uh, Trevor Harris? Oh, yeah, he pulled a, like a fire truck or something crazy. Dude, a fire truck. It's I ridiculous. can't believe he did that. Yeah, yeah watch that nice. video because what you're gonna see, you won't believe it. There's a bunch of those videos floating around, so I highly recommend it. Go watch whoever you want to watch. I don't think um I don't think Jimmy has seen it. I, I have not. <laughs> I have to go check it out. Uh, I've seen yeah. I've seen Big Hills and I've seen Lucky yeah. Whiteheads. I've not seen Trevor Harris's yet. Yeah. I have well, to go check it out. When we get off here. Yeah, when yeah, we get off. Yeah. You'll have to go take it. Yeah, for sure. And then this is a name I haven't heard in a while either. Former Stamps return man and running back Roy Finch charged with assault and battery. Okay, buddy. Glad you're not in the league anymore. Uh, and this is this is a good story after that one. Uh, so Canadian QB fans get hyped for this. Penn State University commit Canadian quarterback Christian uh, Velux uh, selected to the Elite 11 Finals, which, what I gather, this is uh, some of the top uh, groups that get committed every year. Um, in my research, there have been a lot of NFL quarterbacks that have gone through this program, such as Aaron Rodgers, 
Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, and Matthew Stafford have all been in this program in the past. I looked at this guy's tape from high school. He's good. Like, I, I'm really excited to see what this guy can do at Penn. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, sounds like he's got a lot of potential. Yeah. And then, what else was I guess? Oh, yeah, this guy was a four-star recruit, too, so you know he's got, he's got talent, man. Yeah. And then, what else was I... Oh, yeah. This isn't in our news board here, but uh, Sean Oakman is also signed with the BC Lions, so... That that I line saw is that scary. Today. Yeah, that yeah, BC they got defensive Micah line. Johnson there and Chris Casher, uh, <laughs> Oakman. That's scary, man. Yeah, that's yeah potential for some danger for there for sure. Quarterbacks beware. Sure. Now we're gonna get into our offseason queue number eight. I just have to pull this up on my phone for a second. So. If you've been following our social media, we've been ranking various positions over, I think it's the past couple of weeks here. We do one every week. We did two this week because we missed last week. So we're going to go through the offense this month. And next month, we're going to do the defense. We're going to talk about all of the rankings. And we're going to, if there's something weird with one of ours, we're going to make that person justify it. So. I'm going to go first, and the first one we have up is quarterbacks. So, again, I, I can't go through every single ranking for everyone, so if you want to check out those rankings, they're on our Instagram, leave our and Facebook, Twitter. and our Twitter. Yep, all three. So let's see here. Who's got some weird rank? Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about this with Carter. Carter. Why do you have the Bombers not last in your quarterback rankings? Um, I think that it is. Uh, I think that it is ridiculous to put a quarterback that yes, he is injury prone, but he went four and zero, winning, um, ended up winning the Grey Cup. I think it's ridiculous to put him dead last out of every single team. Like, you're telling me you would pick any other starting quarterback over Zach Galeros right now? I would take I every. Would. I would take every everyone except maybe Nick Arbuckle, but I would also take yeah. McLeod Bethel Thompson over him. So I I would take like well, at I mean, least ten quarterbacks ahead of Zach Galeros. It's like because he's talented. The only issue is just staying healthy, you know. But one thing that I want to see. Uh, I want to hear from Taylor because you've got the Lions down at fifth. Oh, like, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, there's uh, some young, like, wet-behind-the-ears talent with the Lions, but behind Riley. But they don't have, like, if Riley goes down, there's not a competent backup there. Like, Saskatchewan's got Cody Fajardo, James Franklin, Isaac Harker. Yeah. And, you know, Winnipeg mm. just has Zach Calero. So you got, uh, what's your backup's name? Sean McGuire. Yeah. Uh, Sean McGuire, he, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't he, have, like, he has barely he any has playing barely, experience. He has very limited yeah. experience, yeah. And uh, Edmonton has Trevor Harris, uh, Pipkin, Hilgore. And, uh, you know, Hamilton's got Mazzoli and Dane Evans. So I just, I saw that they have more depth. That was my thing. With all my rankings, I looked at depth. Like, that was really big. That's fair. Mm -hmm. I did, like, a, depth would be, like, a tiebreaker for me. If I had, like, choose, like, 
Okay, that's, these that's guys are I, neck and neck. Or it's like maybe this, their about, starter right? sucks, but they have like a good like one A one B thing like Hamilton. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I've always been, I've always been like you know, ever since the conversation was, you know, um, Nichols versus Caleros, I always said that I preferred Nichols, so that's why I put the Argos over the Bombers because I know. I, um, yeah. Jimmy, you yeah. Hit me with a little bit of flack for that, but no, I mean I'm still saying Argos over Bombers because. My man, Maddie Ice, man. I like now, <laughs> my question is, MBT or Nichols, who do you take as your starting quarterback? Are we talking, like, week one, I think you just have to go Nichols because, like, he's just more proven, and he's a smart guy. He can put the ball where you need to. And if you watch the, like, if, you've, uh, if you go back and look at the beginning of this past year, he was throwing, like, long bombs pretty much for the entire first half of the season. Like, it was, like, Every first drive of the game, it was like first play, you just done it to like Adams or something, and he'd get like a 60 yard bomb. Like, he can air it out. Just, yeah. No, he just I, doesn't do it as often as a lot of people would hope. I don't know. I just, I just feel like he's more vanilla, and like MBT gets those yards, man. I just, I don't know. I, I like, yeah. like, I'm, I think Matt Nichols is a good quarterback, but I just like McLeod better. Like I'm just more of a McLeod fan, so yeah, I'd pick McLeod. Oh no, it, it's it's tough for me because I'm a big McLeod fan as well. Any other weird rankings with the quarterbacks we want to discuss? Uh, I'm not seeing any that can't be pretty easily defended. So yeah, so yeah me neither. We're good to jump. All right, we'll jump to the wide receivers next. Uh, let's see. I think. I... Oh man, just looking at this. Uh yeah, I have the bombers last. That makes sense. Uh, oof. <laughs> oh, oh really? You you really want to you want to die on that hill that the bombers have an elite receiving core? <laughs> uh, well, they're they're not elite. That's why they're in the middle. I I truly believe that they are in the middle when it comes to it. Like they don't really have a weak link. I but, mean, like, their best receiver Adam. had six hundred yards though last year, so. Yeah, but that's not saying that they're not capable of doing better. It's just that they didn't need to. Like, because Adams the year before was a 1K receiver. True, true. I just, I don't know. Like, if your best receiver is 600 yards, you're going on the bottom of my list. Because even as terrible as uh, Ottawa's quarterbacking was last year, they still had a 1,000-yard receiver. Yeah. (laughs) Who is now in BC? And that's why BC is number one on my list. They got Rhymes, Burnham. (laughs) Uh, who they got like a couple really good receivers there that are just scary. Their receiving core. Yeah, they just got to protect Mike next year, and they could do some damage. While they need um, their defense is hurting too, because I mean, doing their defensive rankings and stuff today, I mean, they don't have Sean Lemon or uh, Odell Willis. They got Jonathan Newsom on the D line, but there's not a lot of depth behind. Oh wait, sorry, I was thinking of somebody else. Because oh, they have Micah Johnson, cashier. So no, they're and they just signed that other guy. Never yeah, mind. Oakman. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. I was thinking of something. And yeah, are there any? I see Taylor. You got the you got the stamps ranked kind of low there. I was, I was thinking. Us. I was like stamps under Argos. Yeah. Oof. You're you're gonna have to justify why the stamps have worse receivers than the Argos. Yeah, I can. I could think. I can figure something out. 
the Argos did sign a whole bunch of uh receivers though, like they have DeVarce Daniels. I think that's a huge signing. Whereas I'm just pulling up Calgary's depth chart here for receivers. Like they have Richard Sedani, Fergie Mayala, and Ambles, but those guys, you know, they're still they're still figuring things out in the CFL. They're not consistent. They do have Rogers and Gordon, which are yeah. great receivers. But if Bo's hurt and now they have no backup, like they're not going to do anything. And I just looked at Toronto, and you got Nate Ajayi, and you have Juwan Breskison. You have Marcus Thigpen, who can catch sometimes. Devaris Daniels and Chandler Worthy with a couple guys backing them up that aren't that uh, Levi Noel too, sorry. Like, I just think they got some good talent there, and it's like, it's depth, and that's what oh, I think. Oh, okay, so depth is your and justification. Yeah. That's fair, yeah, I guess. That's I'm, I, Again, I'm gonna... yeah, all my rankings, I'm not just going near. You've got a good one-two punch, that's cool, but, like, you've got to have good receivers everywhere. I look at one-two punch for me, and it's like, what are your, like, third, fourth, et cetera, options, and like Kamar Jordan and uh and Rogers, that is a pretty unbeatable one too. But it's just it's pretty good. With Kamar yeah, hurt, I, just... I didn't want to rank them higher than four. Yeah, fair. And one yeah, thing I want to say enough. before we before we jump off the wide receivers, since we were talking about the stamps, uh, it gave me another uh, another reason as to actually my other point for why I have the bombers at fifth. Um, they had the lowest um, they had the lowest amount of drops in the league. Oh. Oh, okay. That's fair. That that's a, that's a good justification there. Yeah. So, because I, I remember, I remember seeing a stat for the Western Semi because Calgary had the most drops. So oh. I could actually, because it was like it was the Western Semifinal where people yeah. were saying like, "Oh, Calgary has the most. Winnipeg has the least. Let's see." Fair enough. Hmm. All right. So let's jump to the running backs. Uh. Okay. I feel like the Argos deserve to be last because they they don't have like anybody. Like the Red Blacks, they at least have Crockett, who, you know, showed some promise, but the Argos have like who do the Argos have for running back? Thigpen, it's like okay, but I don't think he can be like your every down back. A, you know? I, um they one have... thing I wanna ask uh I wanna ask uh Jimmy after, but uh Taylor you can say your point because it's gonna change up the subject. Well, yeah. Well, I just kind of wanted to ask you guys why you had Montreal ranked so low when they have James Wilder, Terrell Sutton, and Shaq Murray Lawrence all in their backfield. Well, I mean, I don't really have them ranked necessarily low. I've got them top four still. Wait, do you? Okay. I've got them fifth. I think maybe you're seeing where I have Ottawa. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, okay, yeah. I just, yeah, I I think they're for. Like, I mean, Andrew Harris is obviously the best back in the league, and I don't think there's debating that. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I had him ranked second, you know, just I think that James Wilder, Vernon Adams, and all them, that's going to be a deadly team. That's going to be an interesting battle to see who wins that, uh, Wilder or Sutton, because Sutton, uh, he didn't play the full season last year. Uh, he was kind of in that platoon of running backs with Hamilton. And then, um, Wilder was criminally underused in Toronto, so it it could yeah, be really yeah. interesting to see that battle go in the Alouettes backfield. And yeah, so what did you want to ask me, Carter? Oh, uh, never mind. We covered it. We're good. All right, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that pretty much covers it. Uh, you 
You guys kind of have the Eskimos a little low. How? Why is that? Well, yeah, we do here. Just no. I'm mean, trying to pull up the depth chart at the same when time. It comes here now. To, uh, well, the, like I think when it comes to running backs in this league, like I don't really feel like any of these teams besides Ottawa and Toronto. I don't think any of them are in a bad situation. I just think compared to the other teams, they're just not in as good of a spot. Not to say that they're in a bad spot. But... Yeah. 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 Because like it's with like, with Edmonton, just... I like. Oh, go ahead, Connor. It it just looks for I was just gonna say that it looks deceptively low because it's like but there should be like a little line there where it's like the good teams and then the bad teams. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like you just look at uh Edmonton's like depth chart for their running backs. They got Shaq Cooper, Terry Williams, Braden Burks, and Don Jackson and a couple other guys, but they just don't have like Shaq Cooper I think is gonna be like one of the next great running backs oh, but yeah. behind him. They have some decent running backs, but not like not a good one-two punch like you need in this league. Like when the Riders had Thigpen and uh, Powell, or when Edmonton had Gable when he was doing good and Shaq Cooper, you know, just things like that. Okay, that's fair. All right, so I think do we have any other ones we want to uh, talk got, about? What, uh, Carter, you got the Lions really high. I just saw that you got them number two. That's an interesting. Take. Yeah, I I love I love the depth that they've got. Like, I just think that they can put any other guys. Um, I don't have them right in front of me, but I was looking at their numbers. Uh, now I gotta rush over to my computer and pull up the. Uh, it's okay. I don't have to do that too. So let's just pull, pull up, up the their roster, and with the magic but, uh, of television, I mean, it'll appear very quickly. John White and Brandon Rutley, like they had both had yeah. great years for you know for being in the league for a while and then being quiet. They both had. Great great years and especially even with the struggling old line too yeah well i was just looking at it and it was like yeah it's like i uh with every other team in the league i feel like there's one person like because like andrew harris i have like the bombers at number one because andrew harris is just so 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 strong and like they just you know the bombers use him so often and like he's been so instrumental and the reason why I have the line second, though, is because I feel that with their depth, you can literally just pick any of them and they can just go off and have a huge game. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I really like Brandon Rutley, uh, Jamal Lyles, and Wayne Moore. There's some good Canadian talent there. Chris Rainey. Can't forget about Chris Rainey, man. Savvy vet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then, yeah. You could literally just close your eyes, point at one of them, and like feel no pressure about them going out and performing. For sure. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. We're at the offensive line now. So, all right, let's see. Are there any weird takes that you guys see for the offensive line? I don't see anything super crazy. I mean, we're all just a yeah. little bit jumbled. Yeah, just a little bit. Like, I'd say, I'd say the biggest disparity would be, like, me and Taylor on the Alouettes. But still, yeah. I think that's a thing of it being, like, you know, a lot of teams are in decent positions. For me, exactly. I do I do want to I do want to clarify just cuz I put the Lions last because I know they got better at the end of the season, but just until they can really show me over the course of the new season that they've really really improved, I can't put anybody below them. Yeah. Fair I think enough. that's fair. Hold on. I'm just looking at BC's stuff here cuz we were just pulling up the depth chart. Does they have a 19-year-old mm. wide receiver? That cannot be right. 
that? No, dude. No, like oh, I, no. a 19-year-old wide receiver. What? Someone who's a year younger than me is in the CFL. That can't be right. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm going and looking for this guy's like actual age. Like that cannot be right, man. Holy. Yeah, I can't find his age anywhere else with the CFL. Like, that's got to be a glitch. There's no way they got a 19-year-old wide receiver. That's nuts. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's not 91, so. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> with, with his walker ready to go. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Let's play. <laughs> <laughs> he could be that one guy. Remember the CFL dinner where the, they were, those two oh, old guys are going at it? What a video. I love that video. Right. Because uh, I remember getting that suggestion, like the top 10 crazy CFL moments. Yeah. Uh, if we ever if we ever do one of those, that's getting in there. That's that's going oh, that's, very high. It has to. Yeah. Yep. For, like, oh, yeah. But for Montreal, back, back to it, uh, I feel like with how they are, they're really young, but they're also really good. Like, they have a Canadian offensive tackle, and I think they might have another one now. So I don't know. I just I like how they're set up, and then the only team I really don't like is the Argos because I look at them and I don't really see any you know studs like their star center left. Uh, they cut Ryan Bomden, a veteran guard. Uh, they have one good. Canadian offensive tackle, but that's about it. At least for BC, they brought in people, you know? I did. Well, well, they did sign Darius Blatt again, Philip Blake. Yeah, true, but it's like. I I like, yeah, like, they're still kind of unproven guys. Well, Blake isn't, but yeah, like, uh, compared compared to Riker Matthews, who BC got when they, they badly needed another tackle, like, holy. Yeah. And then, uh, who else is down there? Red Black. Why do you have the Red Blacks ranked bottom? That's interesting to me. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, I, like, I think they had a couple guys on that team, but they didn't do anything to help out their situation there. And I just, I think Ottawa all around just need, like, a fix. And they just... I th- I just think that there's like uh like Carter said sorry there's just you know somebody's kind of got to be at the bottom. Yeah. So like it's I just see potential in other teams like like you said the Alouettes are young. I think some of the Argos signings are decent and all the other teams are fairly proven but I just didn't see a lot out of the Red Blacks last year in that position. That's why I put them there. All right, that's fair. Oh, do we have any other prisoners left? No, that's it for the offensive no, rankings. The offense. Yeah. Yeah. So next month we're gonna be doing the defensive rankings. So stay tuned for that. And then now on to our final segment. Newest one, COVID activities. This is what we we tell you guys what we're kind of doing during COVID. So for me, I uh, I finished binge watching House. So Oh yeah? Uh, yep excellent show highly recommend it if you haven't watched it it's on amazon prime uh i just realized we had that so i started watching a bunch of stuff and then what i'm watching now is a show called the mentalist it's prime drama it's about 
a guy who used to pretend to be a psychic who uses kind of the tricks that he learned in that trade helping the police catch bad guys and ultimately at the end of it uh his wife and child were murdered by a serial killer and he's kind of that's like the main focus like oh, at the end like, of each season there's always like a thing related to that serial killer so it's always it's like this it's the crime you can't solve yeah exactly that's that perfect yeah. yep so it, i highly recommend watching that oh cool uh me myself here i've just been i i know with covid going i was uh not or i was working from home and a lot of people are too but i had the i don't know if i think it's a kind of a curse i've been back at two weeks now uh i miss being at home all the time but uh when i am home and i'm hanging out with my kids and uh playing saints row 3 remastered on the xbox oh, so it's a great what game, a game. Uh, what a yeah game. it's great love that game third oh. street saints all day they're making, they're making another one yeah oh yeah oh, i'm excited that. yeah Skate then, four, we gotta just say that. Four. Oh yeah, skate four. four. Yep, coming out soon. It's been announced. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, I don't care how much like if you're into skateboarding or not, skate four, like skate is skate and skate is great. Yeah. So yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, so um for me I've got a few things. Um my first one is that a buddy of mine who does uh music for a living actually had his first online show so i was watching that last night um which was crazy it was called uh he was the opening act for a uh, a big dubstep artist called 12th planet so uh it was really cool to see him on there and what's crazy about it is that it looks like he's djing in a club but all of that stuff is all cgi and all green screened in and it looks crazy good um so i highly recommend if you're into that type of music look that up um, and as well as that, I've been playing on my PS4 because I'm, that's just what I've been, that's what I do, even when it's not COVID. Uh, but yeah, I've been playing Last of Us 2 and it is absolutely insane. Normally I'm not a horror, a horror game guy, but like I have to, I have to do Last of Us, you know? Yeah, I've heard <laughs> a lot of good things about that, so it it's worth the it hype. Is. Uh, yeah, the jump scares have definitely gotten me a few times, but yeah, really great story to it. Oh, that's good. And then we got uh we got the PS5 reveal, obviously. Uh, oh, whole bunch of yep, Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank. GTA Five Two. <laughs> Another GTA Five. Yep. Good job, Rockstar. That was hilarious because I saw all these GTA YouTubers like praying for GTA Six or GTA Five reveal, and then it's like, oh no, it's just GTA Five again. It's like, wow, I mean, again. <laughs> I mean, I I loved the characters in GTA Five, so like, I'm not necessarily super super mad about it. Plus, I mean, online's gonna be free for the first three months. So. Well, and all you PlayStation people get a million dollars a month. Yeah, leading up oh, to PlayStation threes when just, you play. Just Frick. for even just just for loading into the game. That's so yeah. lucky, man. Yeah. Uh dude, PlayStation knows how to get the like they know how to get their organized like the uh the developers on their side. They did it for COD, they're doing it for Rockstar. Yeah, it, it's that's man. Like yeah. Um So I believe that wraps up the show. Again, if you're looking to find us, uh, we have platforms, uh, our Facebook, 
Twitter and Instagram. Go check out True North CFL Podcast. And you can also find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify. And probably be back around the same time next month. This is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.